Welcome to the Kill Your Internet Podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode number 61 of the Kill Your Internet Podcast presented by High Brew Coffee. With you as always is your boy Colin. We got a special co-host today, previous guest on the podcast, including a lost episode that never made it to air because <laughs> I'm an idiot. We got our boy DJ Move in here. Move, how we doing, buddy? Uh, I am fantastic. How about yourself, Kyle? Fucking great, man. We're all dealing with this shit, going through it. Somehow, some way. Somehow, some way, man. So Move and me, if you haven't heard his interview previously, we go back. Obviously, he's a DJ in the city. One of my favorite human beings, period. Uh, can we go over real quick about the lost episode and what a fucking moron I am? Oh, um, <laughs> no, and also, like, I, I jacked that up, too, because the uh, the camera, the Black Magic joint, um, like, I had the off-speed, off um, like, off-speed recording. Doesn't like, matter. I had, I had that on, like, and it, it just didn't work out. Dude. But so, but the setting, yo, the background, the setting, everything yeah, yeah. we did was right. That's what I want to talk about. So, we wanted to get this dope background. <laughs> we were like, oh, let's go find this great spot in the city to record the episode. And, uh... We go to a rooftop in Center City at like 18th and Arch. We're on top of a parking garage. Dude from the parking garage was cool. He's like, cool. yeah, sure, set up, do it. Record this great like two-hour-long episode. And then I get home, and my computer's running out of space. And so I start dumping stuff into the, the garbage, and I deleted the entire episode. Couldn't get it back. I downloaded like nine programs to try and recover it. Right. Nothing. And I had to text move and be like, yo, I, I fucked up. And so that's a... We lost that entire episode. I was I actually lost three episodes. Like I had three pre-recorded episodes to dump out. Oh, we, we had some good combo that day. We too. did have great combo. We talked about Jay Z. We talked about albums, music. Yeah, we talked about a ton of shit. Yeah. And uh, well, sports. We're, I think we sports. sports we talked. Yeah. Well, it was like when uh, the last dance was going on. So we were in the middle of talking about Jordan yeah. and Muhammad Ali, and we were talking about. Uh, what were we ta- we were talking about Beyonce and we mm-hmm. were talking. <laughs> I'm not even going to go into the Beyonce conversation because I don't want to get attacked online. But we we went through a lot of shit that day, and uh, hopefully we can recover some of that magic here today. I, yeah. we always have good convo, dude. Yo, and look, this is all unscripted as well. We it just is. we just figured out. Yeah, I mean, it's just, that's what happens when you have a good relationship with people. Well, this is a fun part for me too because generally we have people on as guests, and it's more like business like to where I'm like, so what is your new record about? Like it's like that, right? We, if you're gonna co-host, it's just we're literally chilling. Like we are the ones running yeah, this episode. Hey, look, I'm I I feel comfortable. Good, I mean, especially from the uh, from the last two. This is easy. Plus, we we work together. Yeah, man. I was gonna say we know each other. Yeah. We know each other well enough. Uh, along with Move, we also have Goku Love from the band Hero, the band back on for a second time. Gonna talk about the tiny desk performance he just did with JID and Earth Gang, which I'm excited to talk about because I love that Dreamville record that came out earlier this year. Uh, talk about his time in LA, everything going on with their podcast, their new music. And so we'll get into that. But I just figured, move, I just want to ask you, like, because we were talking about before we came on, and obviously, like, we're both dealing in a situation where, along with the rest of the entertainment industry, we are on a holding pattern. We're just stuck where we are. And uh, I, I know you've been keeping your feet moving, doing whatever you can. And have you, like, felt like, I know for myself, I felt like kind of this withdrawal from, like, I need to be in front of people. Like, I need to, I think maybe that's why we're podcasting so much. Like, I need to entertain. Yeah. I need to keep my feet moving. But especially as someone who DJs and generally in large crowds, like, you ever just wake up and just like, God damn it, I wish I had something. Like, I wish I had a crowd to play to today. Uh, Not not really, to be honest with you. Really? No, because um, I have this, um, like, just thought in my, in my, my, my excuse me, this thought in my mind that, 
to, I might never play again. Right. I mean, now I'm yeah. talking like every every single time like that I play, it's like um, I look forward to the next the next set. But yeah. I just live in a, in the set of the set that I'm in at the moment, bro. See, that's a good thing. Like I have the hardest time mm. living in the moment. Like we we could play a it's, it, oh, oh let me let me get this straight. That took a long time. Of course. That, that took a long time for me to get to that point. Yeah. I'm talking I had to be about maybe thirty three. Yeah. Yo, it, I was so like just uneasy. Yeah. I wouldn't even listen to my, my sets that I recorded. Yeah, I actually you know, feel to, that. to myself because like I always feel like that wasn't enough. It's so the weirdest part to me, like like some of my weirdest memories thinking back to it were like our biggest moments. And after, like, after the set, literally talking to the band about, like, all right, so what's next? Like, I didn't even take the time directly after the set to be like, holy shit, that was unbelievable. And, I like, now looking back on it for the fact that we've been stranded. Right. That's, I'm not a regretful human being. I have very few things in this life that I regret. And it's not as much a regret. It's just something that moving forward when things do get back to where we're living a normal life. Right. I'm going to change about myself and I'm going to I'm going to go actively out there and say I'm going to live in each thing that I do as much as I can. Yeah. Bro, um once I I hit the point where I was very like just uh at a good place in my career. Yeah. Uh because you you really stop trying to just climb the ladder. Yeah. Once you really stop climbing the ladder, you can really just enjoy everything that you you've worked for. Yeah. Not saying that you don't um you don't keep pressing hard, but right. I got to the point, you know, I want to just enjoy it all and soak it all in because you just you just don't know. Like and also like I had one bar that I worked at um that I've been with for like 10 years. Yeah. Uh maybe 3 4 years ago, they caught on fire and they were out of wow. they were out of the game for about, you know, 4 months and so that kind of uh gave me a heads up to like hey, everything can stop. I've never seen maybe this is cuz I'm a couple years younger like mm. I've never had that happen. And I, I have never taken my foot off the gas pedal for one second since I graduated college. Like, nonstop for the last five years, I have worked my ass off. Right. And for, like, I'm thinking back to March now, and when that shit's, like, when, when the world stopped, because we were on tour, we were in Washington, D.C. when they started shutting shit down. We were playing a show. Came home, and I sat in my house, and everything stopped. Right. And I don't think I, like... I'm dead serious. We were talking about like kind of like how Philadelphia is instituting new restrictions. Mm -hmm. And I said this to you before, like I don't feel that kind of like earth shattering paranoia this time because I at least know what we're in for. Right. And I've seen like what we've done in the past eight months. And I can kind of like see the light at the end of the tunnel on the other side. Like if this is maybe this is the last one. And I'm, then, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Right. So it's it's like we were we were having kind of a melancholy conversation before we started this to where we were kind of catching each other. And trust me when I say this, every artist that I talk to is talking about mental health with me. Like, talking about... And I'm not... I've never been, like, someone who's outwardly, like, you know, we need to talk about this, talk about that. Right now, we need to check up on each other more than ever. Oh, yeah. But, you know, but here's, the, here's what's more important. People need to be honest. Yeah. You know, about what's going on in their life. You know, what's really, um like, been been getting to them. And, you know, it's... I already know if I'm ever feeling depressed, I'm like, okay, like what's depressing me? Let's let's start yeah. let's start there and and work on that. You know, bro, no nobody wants to have that conversation, but it's very important because like we we're always thinking about something. What are you doing to kind of level yourself out? 
Because I have one thing recently that I've been doing to kind of check myself on certain things. Right. I told you recently I've been I've been feeling heavy. Like I've been trying to figure out how to keep my head on straight. Mm-hmm. There's actually two things that I do. I started reading more. Yeah. I think Yo, read, really helps. Great. Reading really helps. Yeah. Uh, it's the only because TV does not distract me. Music doesn't distract me because it's work. Um, and I tend to like when I'm feeling a certain way, I bury myself in work. And I am doing it. It's not helping me. Right. So what I do is, if you look at this book right here, every day I journal what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, when I write it down, if you look at like the first 10 things I write down, they're all very kind of like, this is what I'm dealing with. Like, this is how I'm feeling. And by the end, I like talk myself into a positive situation. It's so weird. And uh, I've never journaled in my entire life. I did it as a songwriting exercise because mm. I was trying to get back on the songwriting horse, which I've done fucking outstandingly, by the way. I just want to say that. I've been writing my good. ass off. Good, good, uh, good. But, like, the, uh, the idea of journaling and making, like, putting your thoughts on paper has helped me, like, extens- like extensively. So I don't know if that could help. Like, I don't know if, like... Yo, I'm actually, um, I'm working on a book. Really? Yeah. Um, I would read the shit out of that. Yeah, the book is uh, going to be called Too Broke to Pay Attention. Nice. Like, I'm going to go ahead and just take the whole story from... You know, the block, you know, 61st and Spruce, yeah. and just talk about the entire journey to where we got yeah. here. Um, Yo, that is so funny, too, because I, I said this to somebody. that Like, if you didn't grow up wanting, like if you didn't grow up in different situations, like, I don't know how you grew up, because you're West Philly, right? Yeah. We grew up poor. If you didn't, if you don't understand that feeling of, like, wanting and like the stranglehold like it almost cuts oxygen off to your body at times when you it's just something sitting on your chest i couldn't imagine what this whole situation must be like for people that grew up like super privileged wealth wise and to have to want for the first time and that fucking like gasping for air feeling that's got to be i feel like i like i might have a little bit of a leg up in this circumstance because i know how this feels oh man yo, when you when you are um like when you grow up in the trenches, yeah. like and you're you're just conditioned to it, you know. So this, I already grew up like you know 19 years in a, in a place that you know most people don't even want to live. Yeah, you know. And so you can take you know what nine months so far, like that's still like nine months of, I mean, like 19 years. Dog. It's so <laughs> funny, like even talking to you over the past like half an hour since we've been here, like we've only been recording for like seven, ten minutes, but like. I can already hear you starting to talk in a more positive light, and that shit makes me so happy. <laughs> like, I love that shit, because you're one of the most positive human beings I know. Yeah, I'm happy to be here, bro. You know, I just want to live. Me and you, every single time that we see each other, it's the same thing. I, I, we light up. Like, yo, I, I'm always happy to see you. Like, Likewise, brother. You know what I mean? And the thing is, too, because we've always been the two people, like, when we see each other, there's always something going on. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I was thinking about talking to somebody about this specific, the other person who had to throw the brakes on... You're one of them, so I figured like this would be a good opportunity for maybe me you to get some shit off our chest in a certain perspective. And I don't know, man. This whole situation is fucked up, and uh, but we need to. I still every day try and consider the fact that I'm in a better situation than others. You know what I mean? And and keeping my thoughts and prayers that way too. Like I'm like, we're gonna be all right. Yeah, uh, yo. At the end of the day, we're gonna DJ again. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm, there's DJs gonna DJ. Um, you know, the lighting guys. Everybody's gonna go back to their purpose, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they didn't do anything, if they let themselves rot during this time, you have to do something. You know, you need to have something. Like, yo, I, look, YouTube is my friend. Yeah, I watch a lot of informative videos I because I want to learn some things. Me too. You know, uh, a lot of the stuff that they feed us on TV is junk. It is. You know, so if somebody's gonna take time to 
upload a video about something that they are passionate about. Yeah. Like, hey, and they're trying to help everybody else. Like, that's something informative. Of course, I'm going to, you know, they don't want anything from me, but to teach. What do you feel like you've learned the most? Like, if you, because you've been watching a lot of YouTube videos. Like, yeah. what have you been like? Because there's certain things that I know, like, I've grown so much in in this in this time period. Like, is there anything specifically that, like, you... Psychology. Psychology? Yeah, I, I've learned how the human mind works and just, like, what really drives us yeah. and, you know, just what, what forms our personalities, like, things of that nature. Like, I've really dug deep into that because uh, with 2020, we got to look in the mirror, yo. Yo, you know, absolutely. We got to see, like, if we don't like what we have going on right now, when things are back to normal, we need to, you know, be already changing so when that... Um, when we get our life back, we're already different people. Yo, and we had a conversation right at the beginning of the quarantine with the band, and I said to them, I was like, yo, we got two options here. There's going to be people that take their foot off the gas pedal and say, woe is me, and this is unfair, right. and just hang it up. Or there's going to be people that mash that fucking gas pedal to the floor and see how the other side comes out. And I know for myself, I can hang my hat on the fact that I have fucking mashed the gas pedal to the floor. And I'll never look back and regret that because I, 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 it's the only way I know how to operate. I, my, my brother has always said to me, because I've always been this way since I was a kid, he's like, you can't be alone with your own thoughts. Right. He's always said that. It's why I'm always one place to another. It's always why I'm always working 60 hours a week. Right. I'm a worker. It's how I always have been. And I've continued that through this situation. I can continue it through any situation. Also, another thing is, too, you're going to find out who really loves what they do. True, because if you've a been lot doing of people retired slash uh, you know sold their equipment, yo, if you can do it through this and still love it, yeah, I, you I, can I do it through any. Yo, I definitely still love DJing. That's what I, I'm yo, saying. I just, I just made a video today. Really? Yeah, just on a strength because you still gotta um just stay active. And yeah. Like I, I can curse on here, right? Fuck yeah! Like I, I tell. <laughs> Um, I tell like everybody else that other DJs I work with, you yeah. gotta give a fuck. Yeah, you know, absolutely. If, if you don't give a fuck, it's really gonna show. Yeah. Um, I still want to get better, like, yeah. but I've put my foot on the gas and other things rather than things being about business. Um, like I'm really focusing on just relationships with people. Absolutely. Um, like, you know how you know just when we're out, we're used to people coming to see us and we're there to entertain them. Yep. Uh, so we were able to see a lot of people in in bunches. Like we can see like five of our friends. In one night because, you know, people coming in of course. and whatever. So now I'm realizing, you know, go out and go see these people because yeah. they have seen you. Um, you know, just working on relationships, working on family things and, you know, just re rekindling some some things that should have that shouldn't have really stopped. Yeah. But, you know, just picking up the things that you can work on for free. Those are the things that to really to focus on right now. I've really enjoyed. Which is hard. It's always been a conversation amongst me and my wife because I'm once again, I'm workaholic. I'm always running around. She always, she knows who she married. You know right. what I mean? Like, she knows who I am. And I'm always going to be this way. But it's always the, the the conversation about when you're home, be present kind of a thing. And she she got her wish because I, I've been home for eight months. Right. So it's like, like, I wonder if on the other side of this, she's like, please go back to doing what you're doing. I can't deal with you anymore. Like, maybe it's that yeah. situation. Maybe <laughs> I'm just fucking around. But like, so that's one thing I've been working on, being present. But like, I feel like I've one thing is connection because I I said to you before this I've made connections with people I never thought I would right. just through this and reaching out and people when people see the fact that I'm still moving like this yeah. and moving and moving and moving it's like yo okay well maybe that person is on to something so to me 
And you're getting better with, with each episode. Yo, oh my God. I listened back to the first couple episodes. Do you have like a word that you use too much when you're podcasting or when you're when you're DJing? Like it's like a gap word. Oh, yeah, they're they're just there. Yo. Um, like all, all of them. Oh, dude. So in the first couple episodes, I'd be in the middle of a sentence and you just hear. Uh yeah, okay. Like like I'm thinking while I'm speaking, and uh is my word. Yeah. Don't know why uh is my word, but like I remember editing the first couple episodes and every four fucking seconds I'd have to cut, cut, delete, move so I could get the uhs out of there. Yeah. I'm working on that. It's still not perfect, but like I think for me, like I'm very pre- I'm even talking myself into a good mood now. But good. like I look at it. Other people have taken their foot off the gas pedal. The band has released four singles, an EP. We've been on national radio. I've worked at the NFL. We've done 61 podcasts, which means I've I've edited 61 videos. Right. Um, I've released three mini documentaries. Been in Nashville. I've written with like 20 different writers. I should be happier than I am, I think, yeah. in a certain perspective. Like, it's just a matter of at the end of the day, what we're dealing with here is uncertainty and a lack of control. And that is why I I I want to talk to artists because we're all feeling that shit. Yeah, bro. I got I mean, don't get me wrong, for the question you asked earlier, like I do miss rocking parties because yeah. like it's the the live streams. That was okay, but I mean, it's it's I mean, I jump was, the shark, bro. It's over. You yeah, know what I mean? it, it, like, it's over, man. Because you realize people are everybody's lives are affected. Other than D Nice, who's still doing it constantly, yeah, but well, that, he's getting the bag. Yeah. Oh, he's definitely getting the yeah, bag. He's getting the bag, man. <laughs> I didn't know he DJed Obama's inauguration. I didn't either. What the fuck? That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, who was DJ? Who was D Nice at DJ Four? Was he just like a club DJ? No, DJ Nice was a, is an artist. Um, he was a rapper back in the early nineties. Really? Oh yeah. I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Um, my name is D Nice. That was um his his hit. See, this is fucked up because this is usually we connect on. I got the knowledge of hip hop, so usually we that's, can fucking that's, click on that's that. That's late. That's late eighties. Yo, early I 90s. should know that shit though. I'm disappointed in myself. And we're gonna talk about rap too because we're gonna go into our what the fuck we've been listening to segment in a minute. But let's start. Let's start off from the top because I'm moving move through these <laughs> fucking segments because this is the first time we've had like a guest. Let's get it. Uh, so we're going to start with the wildest shit that we've seen on the internet. I got a couple here. One of them is completely out of left field, and this is a fucking wild-ass story, and I n- just buckle up for that one. That's the second one. But the first, one, the first one, let's just talk about it real quick. The new restrictions that got announced today uh, for Philadelphia for COVID. You know, indoor dining, gone. Uh, basically, Thanksgiving is going to be canceled for most people. I don't really know that this is something like we need to like wax that poetic on, but like, I said it before. I'm I'm reserved. I'm just worried about the small businesses, man. I'm really like the government needs to get their shit together and figure this stuff out. Like that's re- I really I just when I was writing this down, the COVID restrictions had just come up, and I was like, well, we got to talk about this in some capacity. Right. But uh, you hear me do it? I did the butt. <laughs> yeah, there it is. I told you I'm working on it. It's not done yet, but I'm working on it. So just to cover right away, Philadelphians, stay safe. Fucking listen to everybody. I don't want to be the dude to do this, but, like, wear a mask, don't be an asshole, and let's get through this together. Like, let's form some form of unity in this and just whooping the shit out of this virus. Yo, speaking of which, right, I'm not getting political. No, after you. But I just said to somebody yesterday, if I think it was 70, 
um, was it 70 million people voted for each party, right? Yeah. So what's that, 140 million people? Yeah. You mean to tell me 140 million people can't, they can get together to vote. We can't band together and say, okay, we're going to sit in the house, you know, for three weeks or whatever and just say, yo, just get this over with. Yes. I think personally, most of us could do that. I think the one thing is that the government would have to be on top of shit with giving people money. Yo, uh, the government has really sh shown their weaknesses. Hundred percent, dude. Like I mean, 100. we 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 have a very frail system. Yes, we do. And now now it's it's proven. Like in, I'm actually blown away by the frailty of the ego of a lot of people in the country, especially like the the fucking government. But I'm talking about even in the country, like to watch the way that the different parties do things in order to gain power, but like. They're actively fucking us, and we all know it now. Right. If one thing has come from this this entire situation, a lot of veils have been pulled off of things that, like, we weren't sure if they were dirty or not, or right. if, like, everything's out in the open now. Yeah. Everybody's paying attention to everything now. Yeah, they, they got our attention. Oh, they got our attention. I don't think they want it. I don't think they want our attention like this. I don't think they want people paying this much attention. I think they liked it better when we were getting to live our lives. Oh, yeah. Like, now it's, like, more accountability. Like, yeah. they, things are really, really, really going to change. I was thinking, um, as far as one of the changes that we're probably looking at, well, well, the changes that have been happening in people, their studies, I'm um, pretty sure people are saying, okay, well, uh, since Bars have been closed from this amount of time. Well, from this time or this time, we have less accidents. We have less DUIs. Mm -hmm. Okay, we have, you know, less things. And so I think there could be a chance that they take more and more away from us. Yeah. Um, uh, also, the people who were working from home, I mean, working at offices. Oh, they're going to work from home. Right, right. And so now these uh, companies are like, okay, well, we don't need this office space anymore. We don't have to pay that out. Now we can put more money into... Um, you know, our our own selves. We yeah. don't really have to pay anybody else, and we can actually take money away from them because they don't have to travel. This is going to be this is a, a huge turning point, but where businesses will change. Yep, I think society is really going to take a, a hard dip because people will have to really realize things that in their lives that they really couldn't stand. We just got to hope that people take it as a positive. And like, what if what if this period of time is like the old is the fucking renaissance? It's the fucking... I think it is. Yo, how sick would that be? This is when, like, I'm having conversations and, like, I can see the positive in things. I said I'm, I'm a fucking optimist to the death. Maybe this is, like, our renaissance moment. Who the fuck knows? Yo, I, look, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, this was America's eye-opener to yo, legalize weed. Yeah, you know, yo, just, for sure. Let's, let's let it legalize it. Do you smoke I, weed? Oh, yeah, man. Do you? I, yeah, I don't. I, no, I just, I just got my... Um, a medical marijuana card. That's awesome. I mean, it's, I know, uh, yo, and this vet, is yo, and veterans, veterans out there, I, I encourage you to go ahead and get your medical marijuana card. Bro, I've been trying to get my mom to do it. My mom has fibromyalgia, which is like chronic nerve pain, mm -hmm. and she works in the hospital. My mom's a nurse, right? And I've been like, yo, you need to get a card. She's like, I've never smoked weed before, and I was like, because this is yo fun fact for everybody listening. You're gonna call me a nerd. I've never smoked weed before. Nothing wrong with that, bro. No, not at all. I'm definitely not saying, but like. All right, yo, you see me do some rock and roll shit, like play a fucking stadium or tour and shit. Yeah. Yo, I've never done it. I've never done I've never done any drugs other than drink, which is so fucking weird. I know that shit is weird. No, it's not. Yo, I am like That's that's the right thing. Like I mean, that's, you know. Yo, but I'm so for the legalization of marijuana from the perspective of I see the good I that tell it does. everybody legalize everything, yeah. you know, and let, Oregon, what, I mean, dude. excuse me. 
legalize natural things. Yes, absolutely. You know, like, you know, as far as heroin, like, that shit needs to come off the market, man. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. People need to stop making that shit. It, I, I haven't heard one good story that about started heroin. with heroin. Yo, None, not one. I love the crunchy, like, the hippie kids who are, like, generally from, like, fucking, like, suburban areas and mm-hmm. shit. Yo, I got way too many family members, way too many of my friends in the fucking grave from heroin. I, you can't sell me on that. Like, yo, pitch me your argument and see how I, that comes out, because I'm not going to agree with you. To each their fucking own, then we're getting past the political part here. We're going to move on. Actually, this next thing is political in a certain perspective. This is a story, right. and I don't know if you've heard this story yet, but I want to gauge your reaction and just fucking allow me to speak and follow along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So there's this dude named Dean Browning. He's a uh, legislator from Pennsylvania. I don't know what he does. So he's a super conservative guy, right? Right. So the other day, Dean Browning tweets. By the way, this dude is whiter than fucking Mayo. Like He is the <laughs> whitest human being alive. And he sends this tweet out. And it says, as a gay black conservative man, I... Blah, blah, blah. And somebody looked at him and was like, yo, what the fuck did you just say? Like, <laughs> you said you're a gay black conservative guy. And then you look at the picture and you're like, dude, that dude is whiter than milk. What actually what? Ha- So, yes, listen, what happened was this dude, Dean Browning, had a burner Twitter account of a guy named Dan Purdy who was a made-up African-American gay conservative guy. Right. So what he would do is every time this dude, Dean Browning, would tweet something, like super conservative, no, the dude, Dan Purdy, would comment on it and be like, listen, as a gay black man, like I hate Obama and I love Trump. So what he was doing, he was trying to make it look like he had this, like, (laughs) like the support of the gay black community. And he fucking forgot to log out of that Twitter and tweeted it from his actual account. But it gets better. (laughs) He hired an actor to play Dan Purdy and release a video on Twitter that said, like, hi, I'm Dan Purdy. Like, what actually happened was is I had DM'd Mr. Browning this story and he retweeted it. And all this shit. It turns out the dude who played Dan Purdy was Patty LaBelle's son. What? Was Patty LaBelle's son. Some fucking person on Twitter saw this and said, yo, that's not some dude named Dan Purdy. How does that happen? I have no fucking clue. How does how? This whole thing is such a mind fuck. But I didn't <laughs> I wanted to see you mentally going through the twists and turns of this story. So somehow, this dude, Dean Browning, has not, like, quit his job yet or, like, moved to another country or changed his identity. This is, like, the most embarrassing fucking story. This is a politician, correct? This is a politician. (laughs) I mean, that just further goes... That doesn't help their reputation, man, because they just have this reputation as just crooked people being... Excuse me, being crooked people doing crooked things. Yo, straight up. This dude's got some, like, fucking, like, bipolar, narcissistic bullshit going oh, on. Oh, yeah. Yo, there's something. Yo, first off, imagine what Patty LaBelle's doing right now. Patty LaBelle's just, like, looking at her Twitter being like, yo. Why, why couldn't he just own it? Like, what is what is wrong with people when they have these burner <laughs> accounts just say, you know, how about just not having a burner account? Ke- this, I, yo, this is Kevin Durant all over again, bro. Just own, own your shit. 
Uh, now, and that's what I, that's one thing I don't <laughs> like about, you know, just today's like, you know, uh, like in the media. Yeah. You got to apologize for being honest. Yo. Just if you say something, stand on it. But it's, yo, just the idea that you have to like. That's an extreme. Yo, that's the most extreme shit I've ever seen. It, it costs him money. All he yo, had to do was just lie. Yo, where's the self-respect? Like, <laughs> delete the account. Do no, something. Delete the account. Burn fucking Twitter to the ground. Find a way to get Twitter off the internet. Like, it's just like, yo, to make your <laughs> point, you had to make up a fictional person of a certain race and sexual orientation and try and validate your ignorance. That is the most unbelievably hateful, crazy shit ever. But the fact that you hired an actor to play the character that you created yourself to make yourself not look crazy is fucking insanity. You gotta, <laughs> yo, yo, love, no, for, for, in order for that to happen, for just for you to feel that you need to do that, the emptiness you must feel. Yo, that's my point. Yo, you, you gotta feel like just empty. I mean, where you, you're so ashamed of what you would look like for getting called out in court and doing something like that. Yo. How about you, you, know, you just take the L and, and move on from it? Take the L, move to a go witness protection program, just get a new social security number and move on. You're like, cause you, there's nothing that dude could do. That dude could, but he could create the vaccine to coronavirus, and people would still be like, yo, remember that time you pretended to be that dude and then hired an actor to pretend to be that dude, but it's also Patty LaBelle's son? Yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, Yeah, <laughs> he's just, just stepped down from his position. Bro, he's going to get Because like, his credibility is gone now. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that's the Dean Browning, Dan Purdy fake story. I don't know. Uh, shout out to Patty LaBelle. Yeah. I'm sorry you had to deal with that shit. Uh, the last thing I had for the wildest shit that I've seen on the internet do you do TikTok? Like, are you on TikTok? No, 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 no. I'm not on TikTok either. I, I can't bring myself to do it. But you know who Jack Black is, the actor? Yeah, yeah, of course. Have you seen the video? He Because he puts out some wild-ass videos. Like, I think it was, like, originally, he has, like, a teenage daughter. Mm -hmm. And to be, fun, like, a funny dad, like, he went on there and, like, right. danced and shit. He did the WAP dance. But, like, he was doing it in a Speedo. <laughs> and they were dumping buckets of water on him. <laughs> And like, part of me was like, "Yo, this is insane." The other part of me was like, "This is the fun, like the craziest shit I've ever seen." Right. Yo, shout out to that man for one thing, no shame. He's just like a physical comedian, like. But I was just thinking to myself. I thought I was like waiting for you to be like, "Nah, that's not cool." <laughs> like, what? what, what, what? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. You like, know, hey, that's entertainers have to evolve. Yes, absolutely. You know, and be continue to entertain. Evolve find or die, a way, dude. Yeah, find a way to a new way to entertain. Hell yeah! Like, did you did you ever think Fifty Cent would go from Mixtapes to everything else he's doing now, from no. movies to to a book and no, like dude, yo, Fifty does not get the credit that he deserves for being a genius. You know, because everybody used to him being a bully, but I mean, he if, is a bully, but it's but, hilarious. Yeah, but if if he imagine Fifty being somebody else, no, I can't. Like I mean, yeah, Fifty Cent is Fifty Cent. Yeah, and he's been enabled by everybody enough. The crazy shit too is his run as a musician realistically lasted from like two thousand three. To like 2008. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna tell you how great 50 Cent is. I can't tell you his last hit. And I'm a DJ. That's what I'm saying. I don't either. I, I can't tell you his last I, hit. I get he money. Just has so many of them. I, I I don't know. I get money off Curtis. That was in 2007. Yeah, that came out to Kanye. Yeah, it's the same yeah. day, September 11, 2007. Yeah. See, I, I'm redeeming myself here as a hip hop fan. <laughs> I know that, fucking that, dates. nice. Yeah, I'm fucking still ashamed about that. But that actually sends us into a perfect segue into what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, I'll start. I'll do one. You do one. And we'll pass right. it back and forth. Uh, my first one. Somebody tweeted about this guy last night, and I went back and listened to his debut album, and I was like, "Yo, I love Paul Wall." <laughs> yo, somebody tweeted about like, "Yo, people don't respect Paul Wall enough." And I went back and I listened to "Sitting Sideways." Like he's a goofball. Like we all fucking know that he's yeah. like a cartoon character. 
fucking love. I like Paul Wall. I'm not gonna deny it. Like Slim Thug, P- fucking Paul Wall, Mike, Mike Jones. Jones, yeah. Houston, Houston, dude. And yo, Houston has such an impact on so many other rappers. Like you think about Drake, always shout out Houston. Drake has such a yeah Houston from um, uh, Jay Prince. Yeah, and because yeah. they like it's so weird to think about Drake's like project like the way he came up because it's Toronto and then his dad lived in Memphis, but then he got his like kind of his first break in Houston. But then you also think about ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky is fucking Houston sound all the way. The right. chopped and screwed vocals and shit like that. But like, I was just laughing going through because I was like legitimately driving, playing, sitting sideways, and I was like, "I'm not gonna lie, this shit yeah. is hot." Like, I, I can't lie. Yo, when that when he came out, it, um, still tipping. Yeah. Like, yo, his um, his verse was was ill. Well, I do, and I mean, like, his verse he on... He just didn't get enough push. His verse on Drive Slow with Kanye. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, just yeah, incredible. Yeah. Yeah, just, Grills yeah. with Nelly. He had moments, but, like, it just, to me, like, he's an urban legend from a certain perspective. Chameleonaire is the same way. Like, they both had that period of time and that yeah. fucking Houston thing. Uh, Swisher House, dude. What's the... Paul Wall, he had the, the track with uh, Method Man and Ashanti. I never heard it. Um, I think it's called Still On It. All right, we'll Paul, Wall, Paul Wall killed it. Dude, yeah. pa- uh, Paul Wall has moments. Yo, but he's like a wealthy businessman now. Oh, yeah, he's... um He's doing shit with Johnny Dang down there with the, the grills and, like, the fucking... Mm-hmm. Good for him, dude. He has so many quotable lines, but then there's other times where he says shit that I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about. His his verse in, um, in Drive Slow is a great verse. But he says something in that verse that I actually looked it up on Genius. What he says, and right. it just has a question mark because nobody knows what he says. He says, uh, "Trunk open, screens on, neons lit with," and I think he says fifth relax," and nobody knows what the fuck he says. Yo, you know what? Somebody in his hood knows. Yo, yo, definitely. We got me. Nah, and you. look, I tell you, if, it's probably on YouTube where if somebody put a mark on it, if you were to ask the question, uh, now what is he saying right here? Some somebody from that area. Yeah, yeah, yo. Me and you are going to go fly down to Houston do investigative journalism and figure <laughs> out what the fuck he said. All right, what's your first pick? Uh, Travis Scott. All right. 18. Oh, it's my favorite Travis Scott song. Yo, Let's go. Yo, look. Yo, when that song comes on, those horns make me da-na-na, feel like I'm about, to do, I'm about to do something yo, and go somewhere. I'm about to run through a fucking brick yeah, wall. Yeah, like, you know, something great is about to happen, yeah, man. That is, that's I, I love that shit, track. Right? Yo, that's a great fucking song. That is my favorite Travis Scott song. And that was, that was between Birds in the Trap and... That was, Rodeo, a promo, that was a promo joint. Yeah, that was a promo yeah. joint. That was not on a record. Mm-mm. That is my favorite Travis Scott song to this day. Yeah, yo, when I when I'm going out on a on the way there. I oh, we're talking about it. we're talking yeah. about this later. But all right, my second pick. Uh, do you know Bleachers? Uh, the band Bleachers. They have the song "I Want to Get Better." Uh, it's the dude Jack Antonoff. So Jack Antonoff is a dude from New Jersey. He was in the band Fun. Tonight. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah So yeah, he's yeah, a guitar yeah. player in Fun. Went solo as Bleachers, and then he went on to produce. Uh, Three albums for Taylor Swift, uh, Lord. He did um, uh, Lana Del Rey. He d- he produces for a lot of female artists. Right. So he's very famous. Very, and uh, Bleachers has been gone for like four years. They haven't put any music, and he just came back today with two new tracks. One of them featuring my all-time favorite performer of all Bruce. time. It's Bruce Springsteen and Jack Antonoff from Bleachers with a song called Chinatown. I don't know, it's new, it sounds like New Jersey to me. It just feels, it's like right. this kind of American. Wait, New Jersey has a sound? Fuck yeah, New Jersey has a sound. I'm not, this, this, okay, is, this, yeah, is, so, this is new yeah. to me. Okay, so think of Bruce Springsteen. I, I will send you a list of Bruce Springsteen. I think stating when I think about, uh, about Bruce Springsteen. So, but it's just this kind of like American working class kind of like fucking like. 
drive your car at night kind of a vibe. And mm-hmm. it just fucking, it's a new, uh, Gaslight Anthem is another band. They're from like the past like 15 years. A guy named Brian Fallon is their lead singer. They are the New Jersey sound. Right. It's like this kind of like hopeful, like. We're going to make it tight. Yeah, exactly. We're going to make it, but also like sad, poor, down in the dumps. But also there's this other side where we're going to escape the town and we're going to fucking make it somehow. Like that's the New Jersey sound. Okay. So that's what this is. So I picked Bleachers to Chinatown as my second song. What's your second song? Uh, my second song is uh, Off Logic's, um, his last album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, um, no pressure. Yeah, no pressure. It's called Man I Is. Yeah, oh, yeah, d- yeah. He he did the flip on. Did um, you like the last? Did you like the last record? Oh, absolutely. I know you love Logic. It, yeah, yeah. I'm a I'm a big time. Yo, Logic and fan, we yo. we talked before that album came out on the on the on the missing episode of the podcast. Right. We were talking about Logic, and I said he doesn't get enough credit, and people clown on him for being corny or whatever. I feel like he got a lot of respect on the way out the door. He did because that record's really fucking good. Yeah, it's it's. It was a uh, mature. Yeah, I mean, he he grew. He kind of like blossomed into like a like where he is right now. One hundred percent. Now it's the way I feel about his art. I'm like, thank you for everything. If you come back, cool. Yeah. If not, it, it's all it's all good because I I enjoyed all of his albums. Bro, he's making beat tapes now, which is fucking sick. He's yeah. doing live beat tapes on like Twitch and YouTube Twitch, and shit yeah. like that. Shout out to Logic, man. Enjoy retire. Enjoy being attached. Enjoy retirement. Yeah. Do what you got to do, or come back. Whatever it works for me. Uh, my last track. Yo, shouts out to Benny the Butcher. Yeah. Uh, got shot in Houston this week. Damn, we're talking a lot about Houston on this episode. Uh, he's fine, though. There was an Instagram video of him getting on a private jet on crutches in a hospital gown. So shouts out to Benny the Butcher. Uh, I picked a song, Timeless, off his latest record. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim, Wayne, and Big Sean. I love it for two reasons. His verse was unbelievable. It's a great beat. But he pulled a classic verse out of Wayne which is hard to do at this point because it's so odd. Like, I love Wayne. Right. And, like, 06 to 2011, Lil Wayne is, like, my... We had Tyrone Johnson. Do you know Ty- uh, Juleson 97.5, the fanatic at all? Sports talk? Okay, so uh, he hosts a midday show with Mike Missinelli that's, like, really popular. It's on TV and on on uh, on uh, 97.5, the fanatic. But we had him on, and we were talking about hip-hop albums and shit. And me and him were both, like, that Wayne mixtape run from, like, 06 to 2011 is like fucking godly and uh this is a great wayne verse so shout out to benny the butcher timeless is my pick also shout out big sean so what's your last pick uh last pick what's been in um in the ears uh i've been listening to mob deep's first album Fuck yeah, uh, like a, a lot like a lot i mean but the, infamous, the, 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 the song uh that i would pull from the album that really has been in heavy rotations trife life Dude, hell yeah! Trife Life is yes. the, the Norman um, Norman Connor sample. You are my my starship. That record, I don't know what happened recently to me, but I went fucking deep on that shit. Mm-hmm. This is another thing we were talking about with Tyrone. He loves Rakim, and we were talking about the fact that Rakim doesn't get enough credit because he paved the way for people like Mob Deep. That's correct. And the aesthetic of that, and well, shouts out Prodigy, just recipes yeah. Prodigy. But what what? Because the thing is, for me, I know that first record really well, and I've never really. Like dove that deep into Mob Deep post that, which is uh, a shame. The, the Infamous, yeah. Well, that's actually their second album. That's their second album. Yeah, their no second. Shit. The first one I believe was a uh, Juvenile Hell. Um, See, I, that's a band, that's a group I need to dive deeper yeah, into. Yeah, they um, they went back did a uh, they signed with Loud Records and they came out the Infamous and Q Tip was actually one of the producers on, um, one of the executive producers. He worked with them a lot. Uh, Q Tip said he didn't do a whole lot. He just did a little here, a little yeah. there. Uh, but that. 
um, that album was like the New York grunge sound. Hell yeah. And it, my sister, you know, she brought the album home, and I just fell in love with it when it was new. Right. Uh, between that and the Purple Tape from Raekwon. Like, so those those two albums yeah. are my most important hip-hop albums. Are you Purple Album over Only Be- only Built for Cuban Links? Like, if you had to put between the two? What? I said, would you, which one would you pick? Oh, between? Oh, geez. I, I'm, I'm taking my beat. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, to me, like, that period, like, because I love DJ Premier. So I'm I Gangstar is my shit. Like that's if I'm going that mm-hmm. kind of era in hip hop, like New York hip hop. But also you bring up Q Tip. Um, I went back on Illmatic really hard. I'm, recently. A, I'm a Nas guy. No, just, I know yeah, that. I know Nas that. Guy. And uh, I mean, he had production credits. It's One Love is also yeah. Q Tip doing that as well. So I've been on a. Did you listen to the new new Nas record at all? Um, Kings Kings Disease. Kings Disease? Yeah. yeah, I gave I gave it one listen. I really like the song with uh, Don Tolliver and Big Sean on that record. Uh, if you do go back and look, because the record's pretty good. Um, I'm because as far as like recent Nas records, right? It, it's pretty good. I, I I'll give it another listen. But uh, that's what the fuck we've been listening to. Uh, before we go into our coronavirus survival guide, we're gonna go into an interview with Goku Love from Hero the Band. Before we do that, one more shout out to our sponsors at High Brew Coffee. 10% off all online orders with promo code FOXTROT. You can also grab it at Wawa. Also, a shout out to Body Armor. Body Armor sending us products, keeping us hydrated. It's my after show drink. Do you ever get into in Body Armor at all? You ever do it? Oh, yeah. Dude, I fucking love Body Armor because it doesn't taste like Gatorade, Gatorade straight sugar. Body Armor tastes like coconut water. I fucking love this shit. Man, I get it from Wawa all the time. Dude, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. This guy fucking gets it. Uh, so shout out to High Brew Coffee. Shout out to Body Armor. We're going to go into our interview with Goku Love from Hero the Band. Yeah! How you feeling? Yeah! You feel all right? All right, ladies and gentlemen, your guest for today's Kill Your Internet podcast. We're bringing them back. We got Goku Love from Hero the Band, as well as Justin from Hero the Band. We got Pootie Tang in the building. What's up, boys? Hey. What's going on? What's going on, baby? Dude, I'm happy to see you guys again. Obviously on the road, always on the move. What's happening? Well, all right. Like you said, always on the move, always on the go. First of all, thank you for having us back on the show. Happy to be Uh, here. It's been been such a treat, such a delight. Um, And like you said, we've just been on the go. um, And right now we're just leaving the studio with uh, J.I.D. Jid. For some people who might know him, who might not know him, but definitely check him out. J.I.D., he's putting together this crazy album they put together. So we've just been over there just putting um helping with some magic, you know, just adding I would say adding to his magic. You know, um, you can't you can't so. randomly drop that you're working with J I D and expect me not to fucking freak out. Cause I was gonna bring <laughs> that up to you guys because I was watching the the tiny desk with J I D and Earth Gang. Because we've talked yeah. about this before I'm a fucking diehard fan. And uh I looked in the back and I'm like, is the hero of the band? What the fuck? <laughs> so yo, how did that come together? So we've been knowing them guys for about, what, seven, eight years now. And really, you know, we always been like, whether it was South by Southwest or just uh, pretty much at the studio that we were at today, we haven't even been there in a while, but that's like their their home studio or whatever. And um, we would always just connect on just a, a mutual level of just camaraderie. Like, yeah. hey, you're dope, I'm dope. We all from Atlanta. Yeah, we all from Atlanta. We East love side, West Side. And what connected us even more is sports because Jed played for Stevenson, which was our rival school, Southwest DeKalb. Yeah. So, um, you know, just connecting on that link, and I think even uh, to kind of, like, educate, not even educate, but to just give artists a chance to, like, uh, be themselves at the same time, like, 
knowing that it's a business, but you don't have to chase anything. Yeah. Like, you always been, it, it, just letting things build work organically always is the best type of music. That's when you create the best music anyway. And so knowing them this long, we actually just started doing music together. You know what I mean? It's all about the relationships, dude. And don't lie to me about this, honestly. When you're in the studio with with JID, you're waiting for Cole to walk in, right? Like you're just like waiting for Cole to come around the corner and peek his head through. Nah, it would be dope. I said it would be dope if Cole did come in. Yeah. I mean, mean, just being in the in a room with them alone, you know what I mean? And just everybody just bumping shoulders, bobbing off of each other. Uh, It's just hell. Hell, it feel like J Cole is in the room, right? So. I mean, it's just, like I said, just it's dope, just, man. It's just really genuine energy. Genuine, genuine, genuine love, energy, genuine bro. energy, genuine creation. And that's how we work, too. We don't, we're not quick to collab with anybody. I don't care who you are. It just really has to be some type of a genuine connection. And that's yeah. how you grow. That's how, you, you know, the community grows, everything. I mean, we just got off the field with Jid and Nerf Gang. Well, uh, Olu was mad at us because he uh, we didn't uh, invite him to the uh, first uh, football game. Uh, Next time you're in Atlanta, bro, make sure you get some cleats. Because yeah. uh, we like to do that uh, get busy on Sunday. You know, seven on seven. Say no yes, more, bro. dude, because we'll, I'll bring the squad down. We'll bring the whole band. We got six people in the band. Dude, Erica will even play football. Erica will fuck everybody up, so don't even ask let's go. So the one thing I wanted to point out, because, like, the one the reason I connected with you guys in the first place is just because I love the energy. And, by the way, shouts out to Wendy Rollins, who, who like, put me on to you guys, because that, that's my – that's, like, a, that's a lifelong friend right there, dude. She was the voice of radio up here in Philly for a long time. But uh, for me, like, I love the fact that you guys are a family, and our band, too. Me and my cousin Eric is our guitar player, so family is very important to us as well. And what's it been like? Because, like, I mean, you guys have obviously stayed busy. And uh, hold on real quick. I'm bringing in the rest of the boys. Let's go! <laughs> we got the whole motherfucking band in the building now. What's up, buddy? What's up, man? Sorry, <laughs> man. I got, I got locked up uh, trying, to, trying to log in. So It's all good, man. Uh, now we got the whole band coming through. Uh, we were actually just talking about the fact that you guys are a family, and I love that about you guys. And I actually have some questions here for you guys, and I'm about to make you, like, fucking pit against each other. So I want to... Who is the top brother in different perspectives? My first question is, who's the most energetic brother out of the band? Clearly, Jeremy. <laughs> Goku love, baby. It's Goku love. I picked that up. I picked that up for sure. Uh, now, this is the one, because we were just talking about the football game. I know this is about to get heated. Who's the most athletic? Uh, <laughs> it depends on what it is. It depends on what we're talking about, because it position-wise, He's nobody's nobody's nah, uh, everybody's athletic. Everybody's yeah. athletic. Yeah, 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 I was yeah. I would say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even well, kill. Yeah. See, yo, even, I was I was expecting fucking fist to fly there, yo, because I know <laughs> I, I see Goku on his pages just like working out, playing football and shit, and I wanted to know if anybody was gonna step in and be like, nah, I'm better. It's no doubt. Well, I'll say this: he definitely does. Uh, I gotta get back, um on my uh, social media aspect, you know, just <laughs> oh, that's what things. it is. That's what it is. But uh, He's you know. I do, I do mine behind closed doors. That's where the real champions are made. You know? Yeah, when nobody's looking, yo, he's doing it for the glory. I'm not doing it for the ground, baby. I'm not. <laughs> I was born like this. This is 15 seconds of work on Instagram. He's <laughs> not really doing that. It's not real life. It's not real life. Oh, no. He's just stung for the gram. Yo, which, <laughs> all right, so if Goku's the most energetic, who's the most laid back? Justin. Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang. Definitely Pootie Tang. 
a bit of everything. I like I I, I, I can be energetic, I can be laid back, and I can be serene, whatever. But the you want but, but the question, but what? the question is, yes, I am. It's you. The answer is you. Bro, we that's, already said Pootie Tang's so hot he doesn't even need to say words, man. Pootie Tang's, Pootie Tang's no, he doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> at all. And, uh, and, and, and he's dressed down uh, today, by the way. So yeah, yo, that was my thing too, cause I like I was ready to come like stunt, and then it was too fucking cold, so I just stayed in what I had on. Uh, <laughs> you did so, the right thing. You did the right thing. Real quick, who's most likely to be late to the studio? DJ, DJ hands down. Right now, he's not here right now. <laughs> the drummer, man. DJ, yeah, always DJ. the drummer. Always the drummer. We, we don't even know if DJ gonna show up to half of the shows. That's how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, ho hold up, I got one more. This is the one I want to see the sparks fly. Who's the best musician in the band? Uh, I'll, I'll have to say Nick. Yeah, when it comes to playing everything. everything. Yeah, he, he's pretty fluent in everything. Nick. Look at him smiling. Oh, down at look, at him, look at him smiling down at the bottom. Oh, guys. <laughs> Come on. You don't have to. No, no, no. It's not yeah, we, we were talking about this before we came on here, but, like, so there's no shows. Like, obviously, we're, we're all kind of fucking kicking back right now because we can't tour. We can't do anything. And we were exactly. asking a friend of ours earlier in the week, and he was like, I don't, like, I miss it, but, like, I'm not dying about it. Are you guys, like, because I know for myself, like, I wake up, and some days I'm just like, I, I, I need to perform. I need to be in front of somebody. Mm -hmm. Have you guys been dealing with that? Um, somewhat, but I think for me, I think it was a chance, because we performed so much, it was a chance to really get in the studio and make music again. For me, I think, um, and I know we all different in those aspects, but, you know, it's been a while, you know, since we've been able to, like, really focusing on making an album or making a project or anything of that sort because we're always like moving and always doing something so this this has slowed us down a bit um in order to do that so i'm thankful for that part but yeah of course it's definitely days where i'm like shit i wish i can get in front of some people and, and just perform and stage dive i know yeah have you guys done any live streams because we did like two and we only did them if like if it was like a pro like like four cameras set up, like did a real thing. Like I've seen a lot of people doing that, not as much lately, but like doing the live streams through IG live and shit like that. Like, was that ever an option for you guys or were you like, all right, we're just going to, we're just going to kick back and make music. Yeah. we're. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So I think Brett's just kicking back making music. Um, and I did see y'all by the way, which was freaking amazing. Thank you. Uh, yes. It was dope. But I, but I think, um, for us, it was just like doing the recording, the two shows that we did. Um, it was a legal center, action uh show and another one was uh God, dog, it, don't it was a festival i forget the name of the festival it was a festival but i think it's i think i think because the proper sound like what it would take to actually get that proper sound and then just being it was just super weird even doing that recording and it wasn't live so i can only imagine live and just being in front of a yeah. small camera and trying to get that same energy so you know and like i said Shout out. I mean, y'all was amazing. You know what I mean? That was so lucky for us, though, because we fucking, like, literally, this creative group in Philadelphia called Rec Philly hit us up, and they were doing something for voting. And, yeah. uh, yo, oh, there, was, uh, there was a full camera crew. There was, like, four or five people in the room with us, So, and they were our people. Like, one of them was our tour manager, so, like, we had some uh -huh. energy in the room. Okay, yeah, yeah. It worked out, but, like, I, I was never for, like, the IG Live thing. It just doesn't translate. It's just weird. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I nice. think, too, like, I think for us, like, and most bands, per se, um, it's like, you know, we have a certain presentation you like to kind of convey to people and your fans. And, um, yeah, you can get out there and you, can, and you can do it. And some people do it pretty well, actually. But I just think for us, the best 
way we feed off the crowd's energy like yeah, we are an energy band like so it's tough when you take that aspect away from it and then you try to give the same exact show it's like it ain't gonna happen sorry but i mean you know there there is things that we can do and we talked about it before you guys came on the podcast but adapting and doing different things in 2020 and we got to sure. talk about the podcast stuff, dude, because i seen you out in L.A. i seen you with audio up. And can you guys talk about it, or is it still kind of under wraps? I mean, we, we can talk about it. I mean, we can talk about it without doing too much. Well, actually, <laughs> you know, it's, I always feel like this now, you know, in the industry, it's good to, to kind of, ups, you know, well, sell what it is you're doing. So, of course. Um, basically, our podcast is attached to our album. I won't say the title of it, at least that. We'll say that, but um, it won't come out until 2021. Um, it was definitely some new ground, some new territory um, that we were trying out um, as far as acting because it's a it's a fiction, um, and it's super dope. So oh, this shit. guy, I can't remember Zach's last name right now. I'm sorry, Zach, if you're listening or watching. I can't remember <laughs> your last name right now. But Zach wrote a killer dope script. It's so dope. It was um, a in the bar. It was a yeah, yeah. Uh, he had a few tearjerker, uh, like in the room, like wow, this is this is a moment right here. God damn. It, yeah, it was, so it's, it's, eight, it's eight episodes long. Um, so we literally went out to L.A. and recorded all eight episodes in a two, three-day span. Three-day span, like eight-hour days. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was pretty, pretty natural. You know, <laughs> he, gave, he, gave us, he gave us a good grade because that's what yeah. he does for a living, and he said we did pretty good. So, Yo, um, there, there's nothing like putting the band in an acting scenario because we've done, like, two of these, like, little mini movies for, like, promo shit. And uh-huh. you can always pick the one person in the band who's not comfortable on camera or not comfortable <laughs> acting. Sure. Oh, my God. And I'm going to shout out my cousin, Eric. He's one, our other guitar player. The first time we did one of those promo movies, he just froze the fuck up. We just had to, like, tell him, this, we're like, sit down. We'll, t- we'll do it ourselves. And the second, yo, the second time he, like, studied the lines, he was like, I got this shit. I can do this. <laughs> but uh, I'm, excited to, I'm excited to check out what you guys did because I know that uh, you guys are working with Jared Goodstat and you're working with Audio Up, so I know they've been killing it with, like, the Machine Gun Kelly thing out there. And I'm excited to see you guys step into yeah, acting. Yeah. I have no doubt you guys can do it. Was it, was it kind of weird to, like, have a scripted thing and, like, read it? Like, like, were you expecting it to be what it turned out to be? Or when they said podcast, you're like, all right, we're just going to talk. I think it was no, a little, I think it was a, little, a lot of uh, communication uh, prior to us actually reading the script, so it wasn't awkward at all because we kind of knew what we were getting ourselves into. They, they, they. It actually, Zach was the second writer, and Zach pretty much rewrote the entire thing based off of kind of just you know having conversations with us. Yeah. So it was it was more natural for him to write and know who we were, uh, 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 and we were being very. Uh, communicative about what we liked and what we didn't like and they pretty much you know got it on the head when we actually read the script so it wasn't any type of uh awkward feelings or oh man this is weird you know so it, yeah, was, yeah. it was pretty Bro, it's it's to me like the first couple times we did the podcast and like listening back, it's almost that thing to where like when you're listening back to your own music, like you kind of hate the sound of your own voice at a certain oh, yes. time. Oh my god, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, and then by like the tenth episode, I was like, this shit's easy. I love this. And now we're like, yeah. this is this is episode sixty-one. So where does plow wow. is going? But it's Bro, you sound like a uh, a disc jockey for real. Like, I mean, you have Yo, a voice. I, d- I did this in college for four oh, years. Wow. I, had, I had a sports talk radio. Oh, well, yeah. So wow. I was. Pretty yeah, natural. That's the fun thing, too, because we have a lot of people from like Barstool Sports come on here and shit, too. So we get to talk about sports. And first off, I know for a fact from Goku, you guys are Eagles fans, too. So I just want to shout that out. 
Uh, we're obviously taking L after L, and it's been tough. But other than that, I'm happy. What's, uh, what's the vibe like in Atlanta right now? Because I know you guys uh, fired Dan Quinn, and Falcons are a fucking mess. And We love Raheem. Yeah, we love Dan Quinn, actually, too. I mean, yeah, I it's, think, it's honestly. Been a, but, it's been a, you know, it's been a jungle I, since the Super Bowl loss, but, I mean. Yo, Raheem Moore, you know, Raheem Morris might be the coach, though. Like, he's got the guy playing think, hard, though. Listen, Raheem was prematurely fired in Temple. Let's just go say that. Anyway, he, he definitely had three seasons over 500, took him to the playoffs. Mind you, he did this with Josh Freeman, who actually wasn't a bad quarterback as well. But, uh, yeah, I think Raheem's a dope coach, and I think the Falcons just need to kind of clean house. They need to rebuild it a little bit. May have been Maddie's ice time. I, I'm not sure. It's probably Maddie Ice's time. And you guys have too many. You have too many weapons to not be good. Calvin Ridley, Julio way Jones, Todd Gurley. Way too many at, weapons to be this bad. At, at the same yeah. time, I think it's just uh, from an office standpoint, front office standpoint, all of that stuff. Even the GM, everybody, and then at the same. But well, they time, got rid of the GM. Got rid of uh, Thomas Dimitrov. Yeah. And tell me one defensive player on the Falcons for years that would just at least give me one dog. Cooch one dog. Sure. Vic Beasley is the only guy I can think of, but other than that, no. <laughs> no. And nah, man. Yeah, yeah, shout yeah. out Vic Beasley. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. No, no. Look, listen, anybody who can strap up their pants on Sunday, you, you deserve all my respect because I play football. So. But yeah, definitely, you know, you know, Vic, he, he didn't do, he didn't pan out. Maybe it wasn't the right system for him. Let's say that. Look, I can't and talk I, shit. I can't talk shit because we're a mess up here, dude. We're 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 a mess. I, yeah, you I guys are been, terrible. Yeah, we're terrible. Y'all fighting to see who's gonna get the nine and seven in, in the NFC East. Bro, nobody's getting the nine and seven. We'll be lucky. Yeah, y'all be like six, six nine and, and one. They got <laughs> a tie. Bro, yeah, y'all oh. did have a tie. With, 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 it's really awful. Brutal, <laughs> Let me ask you another question on the music front, yo. Has it yeah. been weird trying to write during quarantine? Because uh, yes. we have different perspectives on this. Like, for me, I go in spurts. And so I'll write, like, ten songs, do nothing for two months because I can't pull anything else out of me. And then for me, like, I had to go to Nashville to change my perspective and get, like, the juices flowing again. Has the trip to L – like, has the time in L.A. helped you guys kind of space that out and write a little more? Change of scenery always helps, you know, the creative juices flow a lot clearer and oh, yeah. smoother just because it's a new sense of energy. But at the same time, like Nick said, I think earlier and Jeremy, you know, from the time quarantine started, I think because we haven't been in the studio uh, just from a, on a flatline perspective, like just completely all the way out, um, it's kind of been uh, a breath of fresh air for us just to kind of enhance our writing and take our time with it and everything like that and really get each other's oh man they dropped they, in they, we lost them good now let's see <laughs> all right now it's just back to nick uh, oh wait they're popping back in what's up boys? there we go all right i don't know what happened <laughs> no we, we were this was a solo <laughs> interview get the hell out hey, of that here. Was that was a pootie tang uh, movement right there. <laughs> we just Yo, sat, I was just going to edit you know, that out. But that the mic real quick. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Like, for me, like, we were talking so much. Like, are you guys write collaboratively, or is there, like, one guy who does most of the lyrical work in the band? We write collaboratively. So, I mean, it's always different, but most of the time we're always writing together. Um, we usually have this rule, if you write it, you sing it. But um, recently I feel like we've been um, been generous with that lately, which is not a bad thing. Um, yeah. We just try to... Keep it fresh, but I think um, our writing perspective is definitely ever so changing. 
um, and just even opening our ears and listening to new things and being inspired differently. So, um, yeah, I definitely, I'll speak for myself too, definitely. I do have those writer spells in a sense, but it's it's just based off solely creativity. Creativity. Right. Like, if I hear something, I'm like, I can go. Well, but, right now, like, what are you guys listening to? Like, because I know, like, I saw there's something on, on, on your Instagram story. You were saying, like, what you guys are doing is a little bit different than what you've been doing before. You're expanding. You're trying new things. What are you listening to right now, like, as, as far as getting inspired? When I tell you my radio or my Apple music or whatever I'm listening to at the time is just, like, super random. It was funny one time um, my little cousin was riding in the car with me. And um, it was like a country song. I can't remember what it was, but a country song came on there. Like right after that, like I can't even remember what came on, but something like super gangster came on there. <laughs> I was listening to some rock. I was listening to some pop, whether it's gospel or a country or whatever. Like I just kind of get inspiration separately. It's weird. So I can take this part out of this country song and put it on this beat and then throw these guitars on it and you got a song. Yeah, yeah. I, never, I never doubt the fact that you guys try different shit because I love the music and I love the fact that it's always something a little bit different. For us, too, I mean, we talk about it all the time. We don't have one thing that we like. We like everything. Like, I'm, I love rap. I love rock. I love blues. I love gospel. I love soul, country. I don't give a shit, and I'll write it all. Like, I, I'll get inspired by different things and write something inspired by something yeah. completely different. And that's, what yeah. I, that's another thing I absolutely love about you guys. Yeah, for sure. If there's one thing, like, amongst the band right now that you guys are, like, passing around, you're like, yo, this is the hottest shit ever. Like, what have you been listening to? Oh, man, it's it's, it's kind of always like a gumbo. It's never, like, one thing. Yeah. Uh, for me, it, it, oh. it's been, like, Tyler, the creator, who I've been listening to front to you back. To Toby all day now. Yeah, Toby, too. Toby, Yo, yeah. you know Toby? Toby, nice, bro. Yeah, my Toby, cousin Eric nice. put me on to Toby. Toby's really nice, dude. I yeah. like Toby a lot. I can't wait to meet Toby, man. That's that's the dude I would love to meet. Um, uh, who else, man? I mean, and then sometimes I go back to the roots. Like I listen to Radiohead. I, Radiohead is always in my play playlist. So, um, you know, and like Nick said, even country. I mean, everything from and honestly, I think this is that generation though. Yeah. It's almost like we've come from. The world of beepers and uh, fast access, uh, DSL, all kind of stuff that Yahoo and got YouTube the Ethernet and cable and the dial-up. Yeah, yeah no. Ethernet so cable. Same, Look, same you, you, we are telling our age on here right now, fellas. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, we're we, listen, we live <laughs> in the world. Came up in the best time because we saw it all. You know what I mean? We did. So I, think, I think for now, like, even with music, because we're exposed to so much online you're able to kind of tap into things that you weren't even accustomed to listening to or uh, being a part of. So see, and you brought that, that up too. Cause like, I think we're like around the same age. I'm tw I just turned 29. So I grew up like in between, I was in between the ages to where like, I had no internet. I had fucking like dial up shit. And then I, now it's like <laughs> at your fingertips. Yo, these kids coming up now, like the youngest generation, like 16, 17 year olds, they got no lines. Like they, they blur all the lines. I think that's why people love like Frank Ocean so much because Frank kind of blurs the lines between a lot of shit. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's to me like, yeah. I mean, guys, honestly, like I want this to be a regular thing. I just want you guys to pop through, come on whenever. Like you guys are welcome every single time. But with everything I've seen you guys doing, I thought I'd have you stop in and do a quick interview, man. I'm just happy to see you guys. Hey, hey, yes. And thank you for everything that you're doing, man. Thank you for like keeping a positive energy, even though I know whatever we're going through right now, bro, it, it, it can be tough. 
Yep. But you know what I mean? Thank you for just keeping artists uh, in, in, uh, active, keeping artists engaged. You know what I mean? As yourself, as an artist, just trying to figure out ways just to keep stuff moving and keep yourself, you know, the heartbeat and the fire uh, going, bro. So well, bro, that's why you, bro. I've always felt, I felt like since I started like talking to you guys, like kind of a kindred spirit in a certain perspective, because you guys are always yeah. busy, always keeping positive, always doing a million fucking things. And to us, like, that's what we're about. So I love you yes, guys, sir. man. I'm happy to hey, see you. Call in. Yo, I'll talk to you guys hey, soon, man. all right? Oh, all right. Atlanta, man. Yo, I'm coming down. We're doing seven on seven. I'm bringing the whole – I'll, I'll bring the touring members. I'll bring the managers. Let's we'll go. go seven on 11. I don't give a shit. Let's just do it. Yeah. Let's Hell do yeah. it. Let's, Let's we'll go. Make it safe, bro. All right, boys. Good talking to you. Love you, man. Peace. All right, so that was our interview with Goku Love, Hero of the Band. Great guys. I see Atlanta family right there. Uh, always doing big things, dude. Uh, shout out to the podcast. Shout out to the new record coming out. Uh, before we do anything else, move. I just want to once again thank you for being here. Hey, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Dude, look at how the spirits have lifted um, after just talking to each other. Right. I mean, this is with the power of uh, you know society, brotherhood, and Absolutely, just man. you know just just living. Yeah, man. I mean, why we we're not supposed to be competing with each other, man. Oh, we're not, supposed yeah. to uplift each other. I can't compete with you, move. Uh, <laughs> well, Alright, so our last thing Coronavirus survival guide for today uh, Last night I was in my house And uh, I looked over at Alexa And I said, Alexa, play Return of the Mac That's my shit, I love that fucking song And it's one of those songs that every time I'm about to go out, I yell that at my Alexa I love Return of the Mac So our top three tonight Are songs that you listen to when you're about to go out And you know it's about to be a night Like It's like your boys, you haven't seen them in a while like, you're going out with your lady, but, like, you're about to have a night, and you're bumping these specific songs before you go out. I'll go first, then move, then vice versa. Uh, and mine kind of have eras to them. Starting in college, I always played this song as a joke because my boys didn't know this song. I don't know how they didn't know this song. This song reminds me in a weird way about, like, my mom always had this CD, and it's too close by next. Yeah. I fucking love that song. For those of you who don't know it, it's Baby, Why You Crying. I guess so. Yeah, that's the song that I'm talking about. Um, anytime in college we were about to go to the bar, that was the last thing I played before I walked out the door, and I knew it was going to be a great night. That is an ultimate feel good. Like, that is just like, you can be in any environment. You could be at a wedding. You could be at a bar. You could be at a fucking dive bar. You could be just driving in your car. You could be in an apartment, a house, whatever. That song comes on and everybody's instantly in a better mood. Instantly in a better mood. So it's also a fucking raunchy-ass song. It is. It's a raunchy-ass song. Dog, that song came out when I was in eighth grade. It wasn't until I got older when I just started listening to what they were talking about. I'm like, yo. The beginning of the song is so, like, non-consequential when you listen to it, right? And the words are exactly, I wonder if she can tell I'm hard right now. <laughs> yo, I didn't realize that at first. And I, like, listen back because on the radio it just starts with the. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck, dude? So, shouts out to Too Close. Bye, next. That's my first pick. Move. What's your first pick? Yo. Young Buck. Yo! Shorty wanna ride, yeah, dog. Okay, that's a good pick. Yo, when that record comes on, it's a party. Yeah. Because I mean, when that, when that, during the whole G Unit era, when yep. we were just talking about 50, everybody had their party record. Yep. So, Young Buzz party record, I was started seeing everybody like getting down to that joint. And in college, I'm like, yo, this, the effects yo. of it. Then when I became a DJ, the same effect that I felt 
I now get to see when I play that. Yo, drum. that's a good one too. Shout out Young Buck. Shout out to G Unit. That's another mixtape run that will never be touched. Yeah, you know somebody tried to put uh, Wayne uh, ahead of that that conversation. See, you know that I do. Me and you could have that argument. I'm I'm a Wayne guy in that in that conversation. I was also probably a little too young because I feel like the G Unit run was a little bit before Wayne. It was. Wayne, it paved the way. But Wayne for me was my high school years. So like I have such a deep connection to mm -hmm. that run. That's an emotional thing. Like that's not yeah. even looking brass tack. So. But we can have that argument on a different date. Uh, right. My second pick, and this is a different different vibe. So you're about to go out, and I'm with my my boys. And so this is a shout out to my boys Paul and Tom. I told you about these guys, in my my hip hop group chat. I picked brand new guy by ASAP Rocky and Schoolboy Q. This is the most ignorant shit of all time. This is just like if I know I'm about to like this is going to be like we're going we're it's a turn up night. But it's just a different vibe. Like, Too Close by Next is like, all right, like I'm going out. I'm going to have like a good time. If a brand new guy comes on, I'm I'm, dr I'm driving. I'm like fucking losing my mind. I'll have to send you this shit if you don't know it. I fell in love with ASAP. Like, once again, this is like freshman year of college when he started popping. It's 2011. I fell in love with ASAP off this song. But it's also him and Schoolboy going back and forth. This is some grimy... New York meets LA shit. Yeah. This is my vibe. Like this is this is like one that like everybody's like, oh, I was expecting something different. No, trust me, this is my shit. If I'm going out, this is bumping. So that's my that's my second song. So brand new guy, ASAP Rocky and Schoolboy Q. Second song? Yo, um for real, for real, my, my second song is gonna be uh Kendrick Lamar, the recipe. Yo, yes. Yo, and look Women, the, Weed and Weather. Yo, the the yeah, the 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 sample for that is um Meet the Frownies. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Meet the Frownies. Yeah. Yo. They, when I heard that sample, I'm like, yo, that made the song even better. Like, and Kendrick, for him to have the awareness to know what that song is and say, hey, I want to clip that and put it yep. into a record because when he sampled it, it was still, it was new. Yeah. The song wasn't even two years old. I love that shit. That's like, uh, you know, um, Wiz Khalifa, The Thrill, you know that song? Yeah. They just put that on streaming services. About and time. I know, but that shit was also. This is also freshman year of college for me, so this is like a very vivid memory. Uh, that's Empire of the Sun. That's an Empire of the Sun sample. Mm -hmm. That song had come out at the exact same time. Yeah. So like he sampled it right after it came out. So I love that kind of shit. Yeah. But yo, that is that's an ultimate like. During the day, like you're going out to have a day drink or whatever. Yo, that's a good like spring day. You're driving. Yeah. Yo, oh my god, that's a great song. That's yeah, a great yo, pick. I, I love that, John. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you what's, what's the best part about that song is um, it gained value with time. Yep, it I wasn't. It, it's hotter now than it was when it came yeah, out. Yeah, that was a bonus track off of Good Kid, Mad City. Yep. Yeah, that wasn't even like one of the because that had Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe mm -hmm. and like that kind of shit on there. But that's a bonus track with Dr. Dre, and that yeah. shit's unbelievable. Uh -huh. Come on, man. Yeah. I'm redeeming myself minute by minute here, uh, and I'm about to blow it up because I feel like this is like some like. It's This Is How We Do It by Montel Jordan. Oh, God. Fucking, that's my shit. I can't lie. That's like, uh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but I, I I can understand. I, you know what I'm talking about, though? <laughs> you know, because, look, it's, it makes you feel good. Yeah. The, the, like, look, as a DJ, I play it. That's what I'm it, saying. It, it, it gives you a certain feel. Yep. Like, I mean, it, yes. I, I just have I agree. I have stories from high school, like when I first started drinking, and there's videos on, like, fucking, like, MySpace of me... Oh. <laughs> and 
<laughs> it like it stuck. It was like a running joke in our friend group that if we were drinking and that song came on, I was probably gonna take my shirt off and start dancing. Like it, it was just that vibe. So right. like to this day, like if I hear that shit, I still have memories. There was a time in college at Westchester University. It was karaoke night at Doc McGrogan's. Doc McGrogan's. Yo, five dollar fish bowls on Thursday. So it was karaoke night with like sixty four ounce Long Island iced teas, and I had like three of them, and then. From what video shows me, because I don't remember it. They had upstairs, too. Yo, I remember that this place. was downstairs. Yeah. Uh, I was on top of a table leading the entire bar in This Is How We Do It, legitimately rapping the entire thing. I was kicking drinks off tables. And so, like, I always had these memories of that fucking song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have one honorable mention song before we get into yours. Uh, Thunder Road by Bruce Springsteen, because that's, like, if I'm really drunk and that shit comes on a jukebox somewhere... I'm liable to either scream the words and rip my shirt off or cry, one of the two. It's nostalgic for me. That's my shit. So I'm shouts to Bruce. What's your last pick? Yo, hype song. We getting we getting wild that night. We partying. Uh Young Jeezy put on. Come on. Yo. With the Kanye with the Kanye verse? Yeah. Doom 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 doom. Come on. Well, we, I put on. Yeah. yeah. I see, yo, there's a bunch of Jeezy songs. I uh get crazy with or go crazy, go crazy. with Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah. Uh I do. Mm-hmm. With Jay Z and Andre 3000. By the way, Jeezy versus uh, Gucci Mane now in verses. That's they just, be interesting. They ju- well, first off, they might kill each other because they have like that long history of a beef. Like back. Oh, right, the they day. squashed it, right? Apparently, but I want to see when they get in the room together. I want to see what happens. Yeah. Because also, Gucci was a different human being back then. Gucci is like. A, and, they, and, yo, they both grew up. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, they, they both grew up. Man. But that's uh, what you gotta. Give room for growth. It was originally supposed to be T.I. versus Jeezy, which I thought T.I. was going to wash Jeezy. I, I, we had this conversation, though, where I think T.I. is very underrated. That's just me. I love T.I. He's, I wouldn't even say that he's rated. He, he's rated. He's right where he needs to be. Yeah. Because he's he's nobody's favorite rapper. Yeah, that's he, true. He's, like, no, nobody's, you know, going. Yeah. You, you, you tell me what bars do you have going in your head that have helped your life out? That T.I. has said, because, you know. Yeah, there's not a lot. Right. I mean, he just makes good songs, but yeah. he's not the type of person where it's like, hey, I'm a fan of this guy. I can give you a whole bunch of Kendrick one-liners. It would be tough, too, to have Jeezy versus um, versus T.I. And so when that got announced was last week's Tyrone Johnson interview. So we were having a conversation about it, and Tyrone said, it's going to be weird if they do that because T.I. started out making a lot of street records, and then went to doing songs with Justin Timberlake and Rihanna. And yeah. fucking, he, he got pop, right? He went pop. But, like, what happens if he plays some shit like Live Your Life with Rihanna? And then all of a sudden, Jeezy drops something off like TM103. And it's just like a street record. And everybody's freaking out about that. It's going to be off balance. Now you have Gucci versus Jeezy. And that's more of like an evil, equally balanced like street record for street record kind of thing. I'm actually excited for it. So, Yeah, T.I., he's in a different category for me. Yeah, I mean, T.I. I, re- I respect him, but I'm not checking for any T.I. albums. There was a period of time, uh, it was 2010, it was my senior year of high school, uh, when Paper Trail came out. Yeah. And that didn't leave my CD player in my car for like two or three months. So I have a special connection to that. But anything that came out during high school, you're going to you have an emotional attachment. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, that was our coronavirus survival guide. <laughs> that was our episode. Um, Move, you know you're coming back, right? Hey man, look. Whenever you call me, man, I, I always love you know doing um you know episodes with you. And just we don't even need the mics, man. Just being around you and just hanging. I, I mean, mean, we can just fucking talk and tell people how it went. We don't got to record this shit, yeah, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, but Yo, uh, now, look. Thank you, thank you for you know reaching out and having me here, bro. 
Like, I mean, this this is not I'm, even I'm, a look, question. I'm, I am thankful to be a part of your growth and, and your progress, man. Seeing your hard work and that you've just continued to power through all this, man. Big up yourself, dog, because this is this is hard. It's hard. It's, it's hard, you know, where you, you still want to stay motivated. And it's not like we're getting, you know, a, a, a big a big bag. You know, no. we, we can't make our living off of, you know, stuff like this. Nope. But you know what? When you're doing it for the right reasons, it doesn't matter. Everything leads to a bigger purpose. That's yeah. what I think. So every little thing that you do leads to the next big thing. So uh, every journey starts with the first few steps is what they say. And I'm not a motivational speech guy, but that's what I believe in. That's what I fucking... You never know what the thing that sets you apart could be. Never. Never. So never. That's, where I, that's where I rest my head at night, and that's where I think, like, that, that's how I get through this situation. So, Dude, every, every time I wake up, right, I'm like, all right, look, I got another shot. Yeah, dude, I, mean, exactly. I got another shot. You know, just and give, me, give me another shot. That's yo, it. And I'm not, like, once again, not a motivational speech guy, but there, I, I don't know who fuck said it recently, but they were like, every day, dude, you're, you're above ground. Yeah, like yo, I, I just want my life. Yo, I mean, I've, I've been, I've fought, you know, so hard for it, you know, like yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, hand it over to anybody. Fuck like, that, nah, dude. Like, fuck, yeah, right. God damn it, no, fuck that shit. We work too hard. Yeah, we fought too hard, dude. You serve your fucking country. You know what I mean? Like you put the work in, dude. I, I'm, I, I was thinking on Veterans Day last week. I'm like, yo, I really did that shit. I should have texted you about that. Was it? Do you prefer? Do you like when people, as a veteran, say like "thank you for your service," or is it kind of like just lip service at a certain point? Do you ever get tired of that, or is it kind of just yeah? Like, yes, to be honest with you, yeah. yeah. I have a lot uh, of because like I, I signed up for it. You yeah. don't you don't have to thank me. I, I signed up to go and, and and fight for the country. But when people are appreciative, you you're, you are thankful. Well, like, it's it's I, I'm genuine happy. appreciate genuine appreciation versus lip service, where it's just like "oh, thank you for your service." It's like when yeah. like something happens to somebody. And you really don't give a shit, but you're still like, oh, I'm so sorry about that. Like, I, like I have a lot of my buddies who are who are, have served. I have, I have a few buddies who have served, and they're always like, eh, I don't give a fuck about hearing thank you for your service. But I still say it as much as I can. No, when people do say it, right. I'm very thankful. But, but it's, it's it's not an expectation. I also think I have a genuine appreciate. Like uh, this is not lip service when I say it. Like I I look at that, and no matter what side of the aisle you you sit on politically. You can never take away from what the men and women in the military give to this country because you don't have to do it. Yo, I can't believe I did it, though. Yo, isn't that fucking wild? Yo, I was in Baghdad for nine months, bro. That's insane. Yeah. And wait, wait, the best part was I was only supposed to do six. I extended. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because um, at that point, everybody was moving out of, um, like, uh, the U.S. was going to remove itself. You know, they were going to shut yeah. down the base. And what year back. was this? This was end of 2011. Okay, so you were you were past like the the roughest part. Like I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. This wasn't like when they were first like the first wave of people to go over. So was what was your? I'm, you know what? I'm not even gonna. We're gonna have a different podcast about this. Yeah, we're gonna, I'll, I'll talk about I was that. about to go on an hour long thing. I was about to go watch your experience. Like save that for part three with Move. We'll fucking go into that shit. Yes, that interests me. Have I have a buddy right now over in Afghanistan right now, um, and he's doing well. Um, I actually have to check up on. Him. I haven't talked to him in a couple weeks, so. Shouts out Trevor O'Malley. That's my boy. Yo, big ups and thank you for your service, Trev bro. Is, Trev is, he was in the National Guard, and then he yeah. came, now he's a state... Ar Army or air? Uh, he was Probably a... Army. He's a helicopter... Army. Uh, Army. He's, Army. Is, he's a warrant officer? He, uh, he's a helicopter mechanic, was what he okay. was doing. Right. Uh, and then now he's a he's a, a state patrol officer. He's a state police officer, but he got called into, into duty over in Afghanistan mm -hmm. for the National Guard. 
think or it's army, whatever it is, army no, national yeah. guard. It's, it's, yeah, it's two yeah, of them. So. Yeah, Nas- national guard is um, you know, if they, well, I'm not if you like a domestic issue, like if there's like well, not your state, right? Uh, yeah. Right, so yeah. I mean, if if there's a flood in Atlantic City, they're gonna call the New Jersey right. National Guard, uh, and that's not the Air Force's job. That is the National Guard, the Army, and Air. This is a good thing. We're gonna have a podcast about your military experience. All right. I, I would absolutely love to, man, because, look, I, I got love for, you know, I, I really didn't want to leave. I did 10 years, and I just had to, I put that down to, you know, kicking the door and chase what we, you know, the whole Go artist for thing. You. Yeah. Well, shout out to our move. Shout out to everybody who served. Shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody listening, and uh, shout out to Philadelphia. Shout out uh, to Philly, dude. Shout out to just, um, you know, shout out to your neighbor. Take care of your neighbor, and, and just... Spread love and get my positive message. Now is not the time to be negative. Nope. You got to be your brother's keeper in this scenario. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's all about. And look, a, a conversation with somebody will go a long way. Goddamn right. Move. It's a pleasure as my always, brother. my man. Likewise. Okay, man. Appreciate you.